Well, good afternoon, evening, and good morning to everyone who is listening for another episode of JG Comics, where I tell you what I've been up to in the world of comics. Man, um, as usual, a lot's been going on. I haven't probably posted as frequently as I should have. Um, there's just been too much going on, but I'm trying to make more of a focus moving forward to developing the podcast more, making sure I get more content out there on a more frequently consistent basis. Um, so since the last time we spoke, it's been a couple of months. So I recently just got back from the U.S. where I was, um, I was there on two different sort of, two sort of reasons. So my, my career, my real job is a systems engineer at Cisco. But then obviously my comic side is, is a hobby, but I'm trying to turn that passion into a career. And if that, that ever does you know, if I ever have the option to do that, I will definitely be taking that up with open arms. But, you know, you need to do something to, to pay the bills. So I was in California um, the week of, in, of August, and that was for Cisco work. Uh, so we went to do a sales kickoff right there in Vegas, which was really, really cool. Um, I took my fiance along because we obviously got um, an opportunity to go to Long Beach Comic Con. So I was um, lucky enough to attend that the week after my sales conference for Cisco. So, you know, in, in Vegas was great. You know, um, Vegas is Vegas. Every night was something on uh, that me and my fiance did as long as people from work. And then on top of that, we stayed a couple of extra days in Vegas to do some shopping. Then we flew up to LA um, and we spent a week in LA. And there we basically did all, all the studio tours. So. For me, I'm a big studio buff. I love movies. I love the process of making movies. So I made sure that we did as many studio tours as physically possible, um, given the time that we had. So that was great, and we spent a ton of money. I definitely think Time Warner shares went up because of me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and we stayed in Burbank for a couple of days. We watched the McGregor and uh, Mayweather fight, which was really cool. We went to this Mexican restaurant, and it was just in Burbank. We walk in, it's jam-packed, and uh, the guy's like, oh, you'd be waiting a while for, for a table inside, but we got tables outside. And so what they had done, they converted their um, parking lot at the back into an outdoor restaurant. So it was like, there was an outdoor bar, there was seats, there was tables, and it was just all-you-could-eat food, which was Awesome. It was probably some of the best Mexican I've had uh, in LA. So that was, that was an awesome place to go. And it's a great atmosphere too. Um, so yeah. Then we uh, had the goal of trying to do as many theme parks as possible. We did that. Um, and we were just absolutely wrecked and exhausted from them. Uh, but then we went to Long Beach Comic Con. So Long Beach Comic Con was a two-day event at uh, Long Beach Convention Center. We got there on the Friday and we um, looked around the city a little bit and then we went to do some stuff at night. But then the show started on Saturday and it was there until the end of Sunday. So on Saturday I had one panel to go to. And the biggest thing that I noticed um, between Long Beach Comic Con and let's say other Australian conventions, I don't know, like AKA Supernova, um, is the focus on artists 
So I walk into Long Beach Comic Con Day Convention Hall and there is a huge sign, a huge fucking sign up on the roof. It's massive. And it says Artist Alley. And I was like, fuck, this is how you promote artists right here. And the show was booming those two days. You know, the aisles were packed. Um, and it was great. I got to meet so many people. I took a shitload of books. And it, at the end of, like, Sunday, I was definitely uh, going home with a lighter luggage, that's for sure. So, yeah, it was it was absolutely awesome. That was the biggest difference I'd noticed. Um, there was a huge focus on that. There was a big focus on not having bullshit sort of stalls that are there just to make money. And they don't really give a shit about the whole pop, pop culture industry. So it was a huge focus on that. So on Saturday, I had a I was lucky enough to be on the panel with Alex Agea, um, China Flora, and Adam Beachman. And we were there on a panel called um, When All Age Means All Ages, How to Write for All Age Genre. And it was awesome because, like for example, I had known of Alex's work, I knew who he was, uh, but I, I never really got to meet him. And so I didn't know what to expect. And he was a cool guy. China was awesome. But Adam, Adam took me by surprise. And Adam was the one that I was really nervous to meet. And the reason why is because, you know, I read a whole bunch of his stuff going from when he started on, on Justice League Unlimited on the, on the comics and then coming in to write Batman Beyond. And I remember leaving university early. I'd go on a Thursday and then go to the comic book store and I'd have to buy his book. Um, so I was really nervous to actually... Uh, be on the panel with them but it was a great panel yeah I think we spoke about a lot of really cool things we spoke about why you don't want to alienate anybody and why writing for all ages is probably one of the most important aspects and the most important areas of comics because one it's so accessible and on top of that again it appeals to so many different people and everyone gets something different from it um, so that was really cool uh, then, you know, Saturday wrapped up, uh, it was great, and then uh, Sunday kicked on. So Sunday we started the convention, opened up, was heaps of people, it was really, really good. And then on top of that, um, I had two panels I was, I was on. So there we were talking about how all comics are digital, we spoke about the process of making comics, spoke about the collaboration now, a global effort, and then on top of that, digital distribution. And this is something I'm pretty passionate about because, you know, I read comics fully digital now. I'm nearly, I say 99% digital. The only time I'm, I read a physical comic is one if I've already bought it from my past. So meaning that I bought single issues or trades back in the day and I go back to read them. So for me, I have a holy grail of graphic novels where if I feel a little bit out of the industry, for example, like I don't want to read anything new, I'll always go back to these holy grail books that I have and I'll always enjoy them, I know that. Um, but And the only other part is when I want to buy a really nice, I say a nice, uh, I say coffee table book, right? Something that has to be on the bookshelf because it looks so good. Examples of that are Omnibus, Absolute Editions, those sort of books deserve to be on a bookshelf uh, to be displayed. 
And so I'm very passionate about those sort of hardcover, nice collected editions that got nice extra features in there. It's got like a nice hardcover sleeve to protect it as well. Um, so I love, I love those. You know, but other than that, I mean everything on my iPad. I took 50 comics to the US and I was just reading them all on my iPad. Um, and that's 50 trades that I bought. So I'm very passionate about that and I might actually do a podcast in the future. I'm currently writing a LinkedIn article about my thoughts of where the industry is in terms of the digital distribution side and why comic book stores need to evolve. If they don't, it's going to be gloomy, doom and gloom for them and that's just it. They're not going to be around for a while. And you're seeing that today um, in particular areas where they just sell fucking pop figures all the time. But um, that's, I will save that for another podcast uh, for sure. Now, on top of that, um, it was a great panel. Did it with four other blokes, all good. We're still keeping in contact today. Um, and then I did my panel at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon, which was the last panel of the day. And I was super nervous. So I did not know how it was gonna go. Um, and it's been my first solo panel ever. So again, Long Beach Comic Con, um, I really respect you and I'd love to come back again um, just because it was a great show and I had a blast doing it. You know, I, my panel, I, I didn't know how many people were gonna come because again, I'm new to the Long Beach area. People have not really heard of me. But I had probably like 50 people at my, at my panel. I was really shocked by this. Um, and so I gave a bit of a presentation around, you know, how I got into the comic industry, why I've always been a, a nerd, and, you know, I've always had a supportive family that support me, my interests, and my hobbies, and allow me to pursue my dreams. And I spoke about the process of, of making comics, my struggles in the industry, you know, how it's been difficult for me in getting into bookstores because bookstores just want to help their best made out. And how, for example, Kinnacunia is racist because they only want to have, you know, they don't want to have a white guy's book in. Um, you can listen to my other pod previous podcasts about that particular topic. Um, so that's, it was a great panel. And after I did every panel, more and more people kept coming to my booth to buy books. One of those people was Adam himself. He came after the panel we did together. He picked up all of my shit and... You know what, he sent me an email, he said he really enjoyed it. Um, and he took the time to actually reach out to me afterwards, which was great. Um, so, great, great dude. So hopefully he can come out to Australia one, one day and hopefully we can work on something as well in the future. Fingers crossed. Um, so where things are at now? Well, in terms of the Vingador Kickstarter, right? Again, it's been one year since we were funded. With that, we're 90% there. We're getting everything, probably everything to the final part of the lettering, and then I just need to go back and put, put it all together in, in, in InDesign and get it ready to, to send to printers. So the challenges that are gonna come up around that sort of production is I'm going, I'm getting married next week, and then I'm going on a three-week honeymoon as well. So that's gonna just jeopardize things a, a little bit um, in terms of I just want to be able to put the book together because my goal is not to have a laptop when I travel. Uh, it just takes up too much room. But that's that's where that's at, and I'm still committed to it, 150%. There's no nothing that's stopping me from doing it. Um, I spoke about a few other things I'm interested in doing previously, and I'm now starting to shape those things a little bit. 
So for example, in November, you'll see me launch a new webcomic series online. Webtoons is my goal. And then where, what that's going to be called, it's going to be called The Misfits. And it's going to be about seven friends and their weekly adventures. So it's going to be seven friends each week get up to a new adventure and it's going to be a self-contained series. So anyone can jump on. Why I'm going to do a digital, again, it's a larger distribution scheme. It's a little bit cheaper in terms of the cost for produce a comic. So for example, I don't have to worry about bringing a 24-page comic to life where I can then just make a weekly comic and then that's a lot cheaper um, and then span that out over a year. So November is the time frame I'm going to launch that. The reason why is I want to get 10 weeks of content, 10 to 15 weeks of content uh, ready before we launch because that way then it just becomes easier and smoother for when we release issues as well. So I'm going to do that. A few other things. I'm going to launch a new Kickstarter coming out, and that's going to be for Zero Day Threat. Zero Day Threat, I've almost signed a publishing deal with a publisher. So we're in the final discussions around that. But then that Kickstarter is going to then look after issue three. I'll then do another Kickstarter for issue four and another Kickstarter for issue five. And this is just to help the series get to that that deadline that I have with the publisher. So again, you know, making independent comics, all the freaking money has to come out of my own pocket. So again, I look at other ways for how I can then get that funding because a publisher is not going to fund a five-issue book that is, again, a, a, a series that they do not know. Um, they may believe in it. However, they're not going to take the risk of giving me all the money and then giving it to the artist. No, you have to come on as a signed package and everything has to be ready. Um, and then hopefully, fingers crossed, I make all my money back. So that's, that's where that's at. So I'm going to do a, a Kickstarter for issues three, four, and five over the next couple of months. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, everything can get done. I think that realistically, looking at the page rates, you know, if I just do the sums in my head, if you have a book that's, you know, if we say average 50 times 24, uh, 50 times 22, oops, 50 times 22, that's a thousand. So you're looking at about $2,000 probably per Kickstarter, which I think is manageable. The previous ones I've done have been about 2000 So maybe I'll do one for like 1500 and I'll kick in 500 bucks on my own money. But um, yeah, so fingers crossed that that gets done. So that's where that's at. I'm going to launch all those things post honeymoon because too much is going on now that I won't be able to launch it before I go and then try to manage it during it while I'm away. It's too much of a risk. Um, so I'm going to launch all those sort of things when I come back. And I can definitely say towards the end of 2017 and definitely 2018 is going to be my year. I feel like 2017 was a test in the waters. I proved a lot of things to myself and I've gotten better with my craft. So all I can say is, is that There'll be new things coming, and I'm very excited for the journey that lies ahead. So that said, that's this week's podcast. I want to thank you very much for your time to listening to me, and I will be speaking to you next week. So see you later. Bye-bye.